Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Would you be the jerk for refusing to get dressed? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my half-sister she and her siblings can figure out crap with dad on their own? I, 36-year-old female, have a brother, 38-year-old male, and we have three half-siblings from our dad's second marriage, 25-year-old female, 23-year-old male, and 21-year-old male. My brother and I lost our mom as kids. Our dad took a year and told us that was enough time hanging on to the past. He remarried within the year of saying that, so a little under two years after the death of our mom. He told us once people die, they need to be left in the past after a period of time, and you work on filling their role and replacing them as much as you possibly can. The whole thing was gross. He would become extremely frustrated when we did not leave mom in the past. His second wife was also part of this mindset. It worked for her, so she really pushed for us to do the same. When she was pregnant with half-sister, she told us it would be unfair for the baby to be born into an ununited family, and that my brother and I had to accept she was our mom now, and she had taken her place. Dad was cheering her on with that little talk. My brother and I were never close to our half-siblings. They picked up a lot of their parents' attitude about, we should leave mom in the past and let second wife be mom. They blamed us for others knowing we were not a true nuclear family, and instead were a blended family. I never cared. My brother enjoyed seeing dad and second wife have egg in their face when they would claim we were her kids and people knew because of us that she was a stepmother at best, but more like a dad's wife. Second wife died a few months ago, and half-siblings all believed dad would be widowed for the rest of his life and not remarry because he loved their mom so much. They wanted to talk to him about having one of them live with him or for him to live with half-sister. He told them he was already looking for his replacement wife. Half-siblings went nuts and tried to involve my brother and me, but this has nothing to do with us. Neither of us have talked to dad in almost two decades. We hardly talked to them even. My half-sister decided she wanted a face-to-face talk about this with me where she tried to say, as the only two girls and how unfair it was to her mom for dad to replace her, she told me we need to get on board and help them with dad and figure out how to stop him. I told her that was none of our concern, and dad replaced my mom, so I wouldn't care if he replaced someone I never cared about. She told me I should care, and her mom did an amazing job with my brother and me. I told her she and her brothers are adults and are way older than brother and I were when we lost mom and dad remarried, so they can figure crap out with dad without us. I also reiterated that I would not lend any assistance with this. I was told I was a crappy sister, person, daughter and that I freaking suck. Am I the jerk? I think it's pretty safe to say that OP's not the jerk here, and honestly, even if they grew up not realizing the weight of what happened to OP and their mom, there's still an incredible lack of self-awareness going on here. She doesn't realize the irony in asking the person whose mom replaced their mom to help prevent such a thing happening again. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, Why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Am I the jerk for sending him a bill for $1,000 after him and his kid ate all our food? 
I've been seeing Jack for two years now, but we live separately due to the kids and just wanting to make sure this is 100% all in before uprooting them. I have two sons, 13-year-old twins, and one daughter, 11. He has one daughter, 13. We do weekend stays together twice a month so far, and there's never been any major issues, honestly. The girls have gotten into a few petty arguments, but other than that, no big problems. I spend around $1,000 a month in food, and that covers me and my kids, plus Jack and his daughter, for the two visits a month. I do a lot of meal prep and couponing. Last month, my mother asked me and my kids to go to her place in Louisiana to help her move out of her home and into a 50-plus community. It made me feel more comfortable to have my house occupied in my absence to keep the dehumidifiers and everything running. Huge moisture issues and I don't want anything to mold or rust. So I asked Jack if he and his daughter wanted to stay at my place for two weeks in our absence to keep everything running smoothly. I gave it a two week time frame but was unsure of how long it would actually take. I knew the drive alone would be two days there and two days back. He agreed. I did my monthly shop before leaving and spent $1,092. I told them they could have some of my food when we were gone, so maybe this is my fault. But anyways, we got back two days ago, four days before the two-week mark, and found my house in ruin practically. Dirty dishes on the counters and table, dirty clothes throughout the living room and bedrooms, mine and my daughter's where they slept. I keep my house clean, so this caused a lot of panic on my end. Grew up in a hoarder house, so I take pride in a clean home. But the one thing that truly tipped me over the edge was finding that they went through at least 90% of the food I bought before leaving. In less than two weeks, we were left with a single pack of hamburger, all of the veggies, and a few boxes of pasta. Jack started scrambling when we entered the home, saying, Sorry, I was going to clean before you got back, but I didn't expect you so soon. I just gave a hushed, please leave. He and his daughter left. But after giving it some thought, I told him he had to reimburse us the $1,000 worth of food that he and his daughter ate. I told him their intake was absolutely repulsive, that I said he could have some, not eat everything in the house and leave us with nothing. He said that he had allowed his kid to have her friends over and they ate a lot, but he shouldn't have to give me $1,000, given that I told him they could eat the food, that I have more than enough money, true, and he doesn't, also true. I still want to be reimbursed, however. And yes, we split up. Am I the jerk? I mean, you can try all you want to get the money back, but I think this is just kind of a terrible relationship tax that you have to experience. If it really is a situation where you can afford it and they probably can't, you can try and pester them for some kind of payment plan or something. But really, I wouldn't expect to see any of that money back unless this actually goes to some kind of small claims court or whatnot. This next story is, am I the jerk for expressing to my in-laws that I don't want to be their server for their family's Christmas dinner? So I'm a newlywed and my in-laws are rolling into town for Christmas and staying at my husband's and my new house. They mentioned wanting to dine out for Christmas dinner, but I offered to whip up a home-cooked feast instead. Unfortunately, they turned down the offer. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I'm currently working as a server in our town after recently being laid off from my corporate job. Lucky for me, the restaurant is closed on Christmas Eve and Christmas. Well, turns out my mother-in-law had other plans. She called up my workplace without speaking to me beforehand and asked for me to be their server for their entire Christmas dinner. Found out through my husband that I'd be playing the role of their server for their festive family celebration and my Christmas gift would be a sweet tip and take 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Take out from my restaurant. Seems a bit odd, especially since our restaurant isn't even open on Christmas Eve or Christmas, and I'd be available to spend time with them on those days. They're scheduling this dinner the day before we close and making it their designated family celebration. I politely declined because, let's be real, being excluded from Christmas dinner while working as their server? That's a hard pass for me. Unfortunately, I was told that I was being dramatic and there's nothing weird about me being their server for their family's Christmas dinner. Thoughts, anyone? I definitely think this is absolutely ridiculous and really weird and extremely selfish of them. I can't believe that they don't understand how wrong it is to say, hey, on Christmas, why don't you forego having any celebration of your own and just be our server for us? Nothing really makes you feel like part of the family than them trying to force you into being their waitress for the night. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to wear pajamas slash baggy clothes while going out in public with my boyfriend? So for context, me, 20-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 20-year-old male, were going out to a shopping center about a week ago. This area is popular and it's always decorated beautifully festive for the holidays. Maybe this is just me acting like a bum, but I thought it would be cute to wear those red flannel slash plaid, I don't know what to call it, pajama pants with a regular black hoodie. Something about it being Christmas made it seem charming. I asked him what he thought of the outfit, and he immediately said, no. I was a bit surprised. He says he believes pajamas are only to be worn in the house, and to wear them in public tells the world, I have no self-respect. I was surprised again and told him I've got self-respect and just thought it would look cute. 
He then says it would be disrespectful to him if I wore them out while with him, which I tried to understand from his perspective. I ended up switching to a more acceptable option, gray sweatpants. Fast forward to last night, we were already upset sharing our feelings about a different topic and eventually he brings up the pajamas again. I still cannot believe we're talking about the pajamas, so I'm completely stunned and ask something along the lines of, are we seriously still talking about that outfit I wanted to wear? Then he tells me about how it's not just that outfit and that many of my clothes are baggy and too big for me and how I look completely dwarfed by my clothes when they don't fit my form. Lots of my casual clothes are t-shirts that are too big for me. They're medium, I'm extra small to small, and even the ones in my size look big because I'm a small girl and some color are sweatpants. I never thought anything bad about my baggy clothes until this conversation. He says he knows I have better, really cute and well-fitting outfits, so it comes off as lazy and me not caring about what I look like when I leave in bigger clothes. Some quotes from him last night, I want to show you off and be proud next to you, but it's hard when you don't put any effort into your appearance. I want you to look good if not for yourself, then for me. I understand why he didn't want me to wear PJs in public and I respect it, but he also just called out like 50% of my wardrobe. When I don't wear those clothes, I have dresses and a skirt, jeans, joggers, and some slacks. But like 75% of my regular shirts don't hug my body at all. I love this man. I want for him to feel comfortable being seen with me. It's just that this hurt my feelings, mostly because I didn't know he felt this way about my casual wear. Am I just being insensitive or lazy? Am I the jerk? I mean, personally, I value comfort pretty much over anything else. And ultimately, what you wear is up to you as long as you're not wearing anything that would get you arrested for indecency. I think just like in you would say somebody's controlling if they think your outfit is too revealing when you're going on a night out, this is kind of the other end of the spectrum where they're too controlling because you're not dressing up enough. When you're going to a shopping center, who are you trying to impress? Why is it such a big deal to him that you dress up? Some people might say you need to grow up if you wear baggy clothes or what some may traditionally say pajamas out to the shopping center. But let's be real, if you pass somebody and they're wearing pajamas, are you actually going to care? Whose day is getting ruined in this shopping center casually passing somebody they don't even interact with wearing flannel pajama pants? Now if beforehand they said, I want to make an effort to look nice, can you match my output? Maybe you could be the jerk? but just he doesn't think you're dressing well enough for him in general? I don't think so. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to ruin my family's Christmas with my vegan feast? I was lactose intolerant since I was 11. We visited my grandma frequently and she cooked us a meal every time. And we explained the intolerance to her clearly, but she still never cooked anything for me. I ate rice by itself or similar meals. She doesn't have memory issues, so she just didn't want to make extra work for herself by making a different dish or altering the one she had already planned for us. I didn't say anything because I hate conflicts and I didn't mind going home hungry if I got to spend time with my family. Every time before we left, my mother told my grandma in a calm way that what she did was disrespectful and made me sad. Later, my aunt, her son, and husband moved in with my grandmother. She worked for the dairy industry and had friends whose children have food allergies, so she is quite educated on lactose intolerance. When they moved in, her and my grandma did the cooking 50-50, but nothing changed for me. They still didn't make anything for me. One day, when this had gone on for several years, my mother had enough, called my grandmother, threatening her that she would never see me again if she didn't prepare me at least one dish the next time we visit. I didn't know of this phone call and thought they realized they should care about me enough to cook me something I could eat. 
After this point, I always had something to eat. In 2020, I went vegan, telling them ahead of time. My aunt's family moved to a different place, but when we visit, they still make the meal 50-50. Making vegan foods doesn't cost them more, because they don't buy me special vegan substitutes. They just make the same meal without animal products. I don't expect them to, just saying that my diet doesn't affect their finances. One Christmas, my grandma comes to our house, and the other, she goes to theirs. And on the 25th, the other side of the family visits the house grandma stayed at, and we prepare a tasty holiday feast. Last time when it was our turn to celebrate with my grandma, my mother, not vegan, decided to make a plant-based feast for the family. Everyone said that it was good. Now, I know how to cook, and I see how much my mother works during the holidays, so I decided to do it all so she could relax. I can't cook meat and don't want to. When my aunt heard that there won't be any meat on the table at the family gathering, she got angry at me and said that I'm selfish because I'm the only vegan in the family. I asked her children and grandma if they had problems with a vegan meal. They don't. She says that satisfying guests is her priority and doesn't get why she can't get the same attention back. I feel like it's rude to criticize my Christmas menu almost 20 days before Christmas and also complain about the food when I still have no idea what I'll make. Her oldest son keeps sending me vegan recipes, excited about a vegan Christmas. I don't like seeing people eating dead animals, so it would be a Christmas gift for me. Am I the jerk for not changing my mind? If you're in the position of cook or you're hosting your own Christmas celebration, you have the ability to make whatever it is you want. Now, if they don't like the menu and they want to bring something of their own, I would understand that. Basically, I don't think OP's the jerk here, especially when all of OP's life, they never really went out of their way for OP either. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my daughter-in-law if she is the color Grinch? I came here for an outside opinion. My son and daughter-in-law married when they were in college and soon had my grandbaby Shelly. Shelly is 6 years old. Before this Christmas, they lived in an apartment and didn't really decorate due to space. They would celebrate at my place and Shelly loves our tree. It's basically very bright. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. With all the colors of the rainbow. This year, I thought it would be different since they bought a home. In the summer, I bought some colorful Christmas ornaments for them since I know decorations are expensive. I babysit every Tuesday, and last Tuesday the tree was up. My son asked me to finish it if I wanted since both parents were busy with work and didn't want the boxes to be out all week. So that's what I did with Shelly. I put up every ornament that was out. Along with the ones I bought, there were a lot of dark colored ornaments. Shelly loved it and she spent a long time just looking at it. Yesterday I came back and every single colorful ornament was off the tree. I asked Shelly what happened and her mom, daughter-in-law, took them all off. She got quite upset talking about it the tree is just dark and basically no color now. I waited until both of them got home and asked why she removed the ornaments. Her response was she didn't like how it looked. It was too overstimulating for Shelly. Shelly doesn't have any disabilities. I asked if she was serious and she told me she was. At this point I asked if she was the color Grinch since she destroyed something Shelly loved. She got really mad and I told her to put it back up for her daughter and she can deal with colors not matching in her home. 
She called me a jerk. My son is annoyed with me also since it's their home. I just can't understand why they would mess with something their daughter loved. I get where OP's coming from, but they're definitely the jerk here. This happened in the daughter-in-law's space. They deserve the right to kind of control how things are, and maybe it was a bit of projection when she was saying it was overstimulating for Shelly. I think people can prefer to not have as much color or pop or brightness, and that should be respected. This next story is, would I be the jerk for suing my child? This started years ago. Our deal with all our kids was we will give them money for school and they will avoid loans with interest. My middle child Becky is 32 now and she dropped out of the third semester when she was in college. She bounced around for a while until she came back at 23 and asked for money to go back. At this point we were unsure since she made bad decisions before, so we told her we would loan her the amount and she'll need to pay us back without interest. We wrote this all down and she signed it. Well, she did really well and got her degree. She is making a good amount, and we've been asking her to pay us back for years. She keeps putting it off. Originally, we were going to take it out of her inheritance, but issues came up. My husband is not doing well and needs medical help. The bills are stacking up. We've talked to her so many times, asking her to help and just pay us back. It's about 100000 and if we got it back, we could stay afloat. Even getting 1000 a month with a payment plan will solve some issues. We had another conversation about it and she said she's not paying it back. She just bought a home and she needs to save. At this point, I got a consultation with a lawyer and I have a really strong case of winning. Would I be the jerk if I sue? Just FYI, the relationship is already destroyed in my eyes since she lied and won't help us at all. I mean, it hurts that it's your own kid doing this to you, but they took advantage of your good graces. You gave them a fantastic deal and they didn't show any ounce of remorse, consideration, any amount of honor to the obligation they signed. I don't think OP would be the jerk, especially in a time of desperate need to try to get some kind of assistance. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my parents that my kids won't attend Christmas if everyone can't attend? My husband was injured when we were in high school, almost 18 years ago now, and uses a wheelchair now. We have four children, his 15-year-old son from a previous relationship, an 8-year-old daughter, a 15-year-old son, and a 1-year-old daughter. My parents usually host a big Christmas every year with all of the kids and their families. Sometimes it's at their home and sometimes it's at a vacation destination. In previous years, it's always been accessible for my husband, but this year they've chosen to have it at a mountain or ski resort that is largely inaccessible and would have a lot of activities that would leave my husband out. So we told them we were going to do our own thing for Christmas this year. No biggie, right? They responded with, how about you send the kids and you can do your own thing? We responded that we wouldn't be sending our kids and that if we couldn't all attend, nobody would attend. They're upset and accusing us of withholding the kids from something that brings them joy and being bad parents. Are we the jerks? I don't think OP's the jerk here. It just doesn't work for them and their family and it's kind of weird to pawn off your kids, although I think a lot of people would take that. But especially during the Christmas celebrations, you want to be around your immediate family and you want to do something that the whole family can do. That's the whole point, right? Our next story is, am I the jerk for making a glitter bomb gift that was stolen? I've picked up some work from an old teacher of mine that involves decorating and wrapping gifts for a program he's the director of. They've had problems with gifts being stolen before, but still want the Christmas tree to have gifts under it. Where I work, I can get a lot of boxes and scored a good deal on some wrapping paper and ribbons. So I get some empty boxes from work, 
and wrapped them up using pine cones to give them some weight. Only in the last one I placed a red and silver glitter bomb inside. To be sure and maybe use it as a prank later, I used the ribbons to mark the gift boxes and take pictures just in case I forget. There was a total of nine placed under the tree. Not even a week after putting them out, do three gifts go missing? A bit worried but mostly annoyed, the director and I brush it off, but tell the other employees slash volunteers to keep their eyes open. The day after, one of the volunteers is yelling at the receptionist while covered in red and silver glitter. Apparently the lady thought they had given her two kids, 8 year old female and 10 year old male, gifts, only to find out that it was just yard trash inside. The lady then opened the third gift and her whole house was covered in glitter. She demanded money for cleaning and emotional distress. Honestly, she was laughed out by the director who told her to leave. I learned this today from a volunteer who said the glitter bomb was a jerk thing to do. Even when I pointed out that the gift had been stolen, other volunteers agreed and said I was a jerk. Even though the director told me it was funny and was sorry he didn't get it first. The kids still come to the programs, but are picked up and dropped off by their dad, who is annoyed by the glitter he keeps finding. The kids also apologized for taking the gifts because their mother told them to. So, am I the jerk for making a glitter bomb that got stolen? I feel like this is pretty cut and dry. Don't try to steal presents that aren't yours. Also, I think in general you should expect that if it's a decorative thing, the gifts probably weren't going to be real to begin with. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mother it was inappropriate to ask my brother to FaceTime him during my sister-in-law's labor and delivery? I, 38-year-old female, was in the group chat with the rest of our family awaiting the arrival of my brother, 34-year-old male, and sister-in-law's, 29-year-old female's, baby boy. When my brother sent a message saying his wife was dilated enough to start pushing, and the doctor and nurses were there getting everything set up, my mother sent back a text saying, FaceTime! I was horrified that they would do that because my sister-in-law is an extremely quiet and private person. I couldn't imagine any scenario in which she was okay with that, so I shot saying, Absolutely not unless sister-in-law agreed to this, that is a completely inappropriate request. My mom came back with, She did, dot dot, and I just said, Whatever. My dad then jumped my butt on a text message saying that I shouldn't talk to my mother that way that she and my brother had already discussed doing this and that it wouldn't be during the actual delivery of the baby but afterwards. I told him I didn't care what brother and mom had discussed as they weren't the ones in labor and if mom wasn't intending to FaceTime during the actual delivery then why did she demand a FaceTime as soon as brother said it was time to start pushing and why did she say sister-in-law had already agreed in response to my message? Honestly, even if sister-in-law did agree to this, I still don't think it was an appropriate thing for my mom to ask. If it didn't come as an unprompted offer directly from sister-in-law, it's incredibly inappropriate for anyone else to ask. My brother and mother should have respected my sister-in-law enough to grant her privacy for such a momentous occasion. Am I the jerk for snapping at my mom and defending my sister-in-law? I don't think OP's the jerk here. If you're out of the loop and you're not aware that there was any preconceived agreement... I would hope most people in that situation would call them out and say, yeah, that's really inappropriate. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to get dressed so mother-in-law could come over? I'm seven weeks postpartum, so mother-in-law started being really invasive in my last month of pregnancy, started coming over constantly, uninvited, and it was always the most inconvenient of times as well. Every time I was trying to catch up on sleep, and the second that I would start dozing off, she would be at my door. Never failed. 
I stopped answering the door for her just to have my husband blow up my phone and say to open the door because his mom was there. Then I went into false labor and she showed up at the hospital expecting me to let her in the delivery room. Never asked us or anything. She literally showed up during a cervical check and sat down with my husband and put her hand on his leg and said, I'm just here to hold my baby up. The nurses were frazzled because she literally just walked in like she owned the place. It was 3am so they were short staffed and didn't see her walk into the ward. Anyways, I've had a bad taste in my mouth since then. She was told several times that she was being overbearing and she would stop for a bit and start back up again when it was forgotten. But after I had the baby, she was showing up easily three times a week. I didn't say anything originally because my husband was super anxious and the added support was nice for him, despite being inconvenient and irritating to me, especially given that she has no interest in the baby but has invited people over here to see the baby without asking. She showed up here with my sister-in-law and my sister-in-law's two kids when I was a week postpartum and didn't ask or anything. It's irritating and two weeks ago I finally snapped. I said she needs to stay away for the foreseeable future because I'm tired of her inviting herself into my home and taking up my space. She's held the baby twice in the 30 plus times she's been here. She doesn't help us with anything. My husband told her to stay away for a while because I needed space. But last night around 6pm, she randomly shows up at our door. I had just gotten out of the shower and was hanging out nude in my living room nursing the baby. My husband asked me to get dressed so he could just let her in for a minute and I said absolutely not. I didn't invite her here. He could go outdoors if he wanted but I'm not getting dressed so she can come in after showing up uninvited. She said she spoke to my husband and he told me she had but he didn't give her a yes on coming over. He told her he would talk to me about it and she just showed up two hours later. He says I'm pushing away his mom for no good reason. I argue that I was forced into this by overbearing and disrespectful behavior. I say since she doesn't respect me or the baby, she doesn't need to be here right now. He's saying, it's my kid too, I should have a say in who's here. I don't think Opie's the jerk, obviously this is relentlessly overbearing. And it's disappointing that their husband is such a baby they can't stand up to their own mom and understand how overbearing she's being. It's just easier for them to placate their mom than actually do the right thing. Our next story is, am I the jerk for threatening to not get my son and granddaughter Christmas gifts? My, 67-year-old female, husband, 67-year-old male, have three kids and seven grandkids. Our youngest son, Merlin, 34-year-old male, has two kids with his wife. They're twins, 13 years old, one boy, Towns, and one girl, Emmeline. We see all of our kids and grandkids often and love them very much. Towns is our sporty one, he plays baseball and loves it. He's also the sensitive grandchild. He's not afraid to cry if he's sad. Emmeline is our artist. She's always painting or drawing or knitting. As you may be able to tell, we love to support our grandkids' passions and interests in any way possible. Every year, Christmas breakfast is done at our house. My husband and I love having everyone come over. The grandkids all get gifts at their houses and then come over here. We eat and then they open gifts from us. We also get gifts for our kids and their spouses. On Sunday, we had all of our kids and grandkids over to help decorate for Christmas. After some decorating, we took a break to make dinner. When dinner was ready, Merlin and his wife were joking about how their kids may be on the naughty list after they got in trouble at school. We asked what happened. Towns got in trouble for selling snacks. Towns has a friend who we met on vacation a few months ago, a boy from Panama. 
They both love baseball and will send each other gifts or souvenirs and snacks from each kid's country. Towns said that he sold some of the snacks this boy sent him, with the boy's permission, which was against school rules. He got two days of detention and said what was worse was his coach was telling him he's disappointed in him since he's normally a good kid. Then we asked Emmeline what she did. She didn't answer because she said she was being unfairly bullied for it. Towns then started to look like he was going to hold back tears. We asked him if he needed to talk to someone, and he asked to talk to me. He said that Emmeline had said some racist things to a Hispanic boy, making jokes about his culture and heritage and how she got suspended for three days and that she was getting some pushback, but he thought it was justified pushback. I then asked my husband to speak to me. After talking, we asked Merlin to talk to us. We told Merlin we were concerned about Emmeline's behavior, and he said that both kids got in trouble, so we should also be concerned about Towns then. We told him it wasn't the same, and also told him he needed to address Towns' feelings about this. He dismissed us. We then told him if he didn't take these actions, that him and Emmeline wouldn't be getting Christmas gifts. He then talked to his wife, and I could see her get uncomfortable. When they got home, he called me to say I was acting immature and overstepping my bounds. He said that he's the parent and that him and his wife get to call the shots in his house and said that we were being petty. Am I the jerk? I think they were probably trying to assert themselves a little too much in this situation. I don't think weaponizing Christmas gifts as a motivator for them to comply with your feelings is ever really going to be good guy or justifiable behavior, especially last second. But I do wholeheartedly agree with OP that Towns and Emmeline's things for getting suspended over are not even remotely the same. In fact, I think it's ridiculous to get two days of suspension for selling snacks. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.